going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance and have some fun. Dig. first thing I want to say is I am mostly back in the saddle and ready to be putting out episodes again. I have been healing and going through a lot physically, as you know, but so is everybody else. And there's a very intense, very magnified, amplified, exponentially greater than any I've seen over the last two years, which makes sense because everything continues to expand, right? That is the momentum of creation, reality, source energy, the universe, always expanding, always growing and changing, frequencies raising. So what I'm experiencing right now is definitely more intense, and I want to talk about it for everybody. I will put out on the next episode the first interview up on the roster of three interviews that I have uh, in the can, as they used to say, nine million years ago, um, of some of my wonderful friends. I have an interview with Sarah Forney, uh, an interview with Owen Hunt, and then also an interview with a friend, and I can't remember what name we were using, <laughs> so I'm not going to say who it is just yet. But they're all great interviews, and thank you to my guests for being so patient about me getting those out. I'm I'm not normally this backlogged. Usually things come out within a few weeks, but uh, I I mean you've been living the same year I have. It's been pretty. It's this weird combination of intense, rapid growth and timeline shifts, while at the same time having these periods of very sluggish, slow, almost honey-like energy that you gestate in for a while <laughs> to complete processes of integration and letting go and uh, recalibrating. So 
it really has been an interesting time. I thank everybody. Welcome new listeners because I know I have a lot of new listeners. I thank everybody for coming back and being here with me. I get so excited about all of these things and I have to tell you that even though my physical condition was such that I really could not do any of this. Sometimes I didn't even have enough, enough breath to talk. Sometimes I didn't have enough voice to talk. And sometimes I just didn't have even the mental clarity to talk <laughs> and do this. So I'm glad to be able to do that again. And I'm still recuperating somewhat, so I'm giving myself time to feel better and also possibly murder a cat. Now, I wouldn't actually murder a cat, but if you are a cat lover, cat keeper, you know that sometimes they really test you. So I'm going to pause for a moment and deal with that before he knocks all of my shit over to get my attention more. Cats and kittens, let me tell you about Meow Podcast on YouTube. This is our collaboration between myself, Andrea Land, Grieving Goddess, and Serafina of Fraggle Ing with Serafina. It's hard to believe that we have been doing Meow Podcast, M-E-O-W-W, on YouTube for almost a year now. Watch for a lot of exciting upcoming events this year. We host a global panel discussion and healing conversations about topics including metaphysical, sociopolitical, health, really all about aspects of human and non-human life. So come join us on Meow Podcast. Please like, subscribe, hit that alarm button so that you get notifications of our episodes when they drop. We have many guests from Grooving Goddess and also from Fraggling with Serafina, as well as entirely different guests that you're not going to get on other podcasts. So come listen, watch, and enjoy Meow Podcast today. You can also find and follow our page on Instagram, Meow Podcast, and send us a DM if you would like to be on the show, or you have any questions or comments, or just want to say howdy. So come on down and start your stuff with us cats and kittens in these healing conversations. Meow Podcast. It's not a vibe. It's a frequency. We're back. He's such a sweet kitty, but, uh, you know, cats be catting. Sometimes they do goofy stuff to get our attention. And um, sometimes he's just like a mischievous little ferret cat hybrid that likes to knock stuff over and just create a general ruckus when he's not getting the attention he wants. Which, don't uh, get me wrong, he gets plenty of attention and uh it's just one of those things i think he's probably feeling the weird energy that is present right now as is my silly little sophie dog the 
rescue dog who is a eyeless shih tzu um a little more intense than blind but actually it's quite convenient if i'm being honest because we'll do things like uh be brushing her and go oh yeah we don't have to worry about her eyes or giving her a bath and then remember oh yeah we're not going to get soap in her eyes um she was rescued and she had been neglected i'm just re recapping for anyone who's new to me so if you've already heard this before uh fast forward about 15 seconds so she was neglected and her eyes were so infected that it didn't make any sense to keep them because she was going to be blind no matter what and it was very painful so that's why i have this goofy shih tzu with no eyes who looks like a little miniature falcor and I carry her around the house sometimes singing never-ending story. Woo! So that was a window into my weird little personal world. So I'm not even sure where to start right now. There is so much happening and I really want to keep it relevant to you all and giving you the most information I possibly can. I need to talk about the Awakening Mentaka Symposium, but I think that'll be a separate episode uh just to touch on that i will be getting that stuff edited and uploaded to youtube and available to the presenters and panelists to share in their two youtube channels as well if they wish but it was a really great event thank you so much to everyone who came everyone who registered uh even if you didn't get to make it hopefully it wasn't because you were having trouble with the link i know some people had some trouble with eventbrite and then it worked perfectly fine for others. So it's kind of hard for me to tech solve. Like I listened to another podcast called uh, Am I the Asshole Podcast or AITA. And they always say we don't have tech support. <laughs> That's kind of the same, same thing for me. So, uh, but I'm really grateful to everyone who came, everyone who helped promote it, especially Karen Rontowski. And my co-host, Serafina Blackman from Meow Podcast. And just so grateful to everyone who came. The presenters were wonderful. It was really a beautiful experience. So I will do a separate episode on that and get those uh, parts up on YouTube as soon as possible. There's really just not enough of me to go around right now. And I have a feeling a lot of you have been feeling the same way. Um, where to start? There's been so much happening. As you know, we've had very, very intense solar activity, uh, really since late December, it started pretty early on. We've had brief periods of lulls where it's quiet and then boom, 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 boom. And as I have been mentioning in my updates and talking to you about that on the pod, this is a natural process that is happening with all of the planets, our entire solar system, really. We as humans love to create these stories for ourselves where we are very human centric or earth centric. You know what I mean? Like whether we're talking about the way we're um, ethnocentric or nationalistic or you know, we tend to navel gaze our way into forgetting that there's an entire solar system, an entire universe out there, and that maybe this expansion, or as 
some people still say ascension. The reason I don't use the word ascension anymore in music expansion is because ascension comes from the concept of hierarchy. It comes from the very earthly foundations of feudalism, the idea of, you know, peasant class and royalty, all of those structures where something is outside of us, above us, out of our reach, better than us. And that's really not what this multidimensional expansion of your consciousness is about. This isn't what expanding your consciousness is about. It's not about uh, rising to some level of greatness and, and then you are um, some sort of a deity. You are in reality um, resurrecting yourself and looking into yourself and figuring out yourself. And while we're doing that, so are the planets, um, so are the stars. So there's a lot happening out here in our big, big, big uh, universe. Solaris, the sun, and Gaia, our Earth Mother, those celestial consciousnesses, they have been communicating with me more directly over the last several months. And what has come out of that are several things. You may have noticed in my reports over the last month or so, as I've been able to get them out when I've been feeling well enough, is that the far side activity on the sun, which has less impact on us on earth directly, has been mostly when the really big booms are happening. They're, they're, the sun is intentionally releasing the large explosions on the non-earth facing side in the meantime when uh solaris is earth facing and active and sending c-class flares or better our direction um at those times gaia is keeping the shaman resonance nice and calm so they're really working together for this greater expansion and frequency lifting and crystalline grid activation for earth and the sun there has been evidence found scientifically recently where they are seeing these counter currents i know there's a better technical term that isn't coming to mind right now and i'm not going to go look it up because it's not that important for you to understand it but imagine that there are the regular currents of the way things move on the sun and on earth, the currents in the ocean, the helioseismology, which is the vibrations basically of the sun. And what they've found are these counter rotating vortices. There we go. There's the big word. Thank you, brain. Uh, these counter rotating vortices, which they found on the sun and they also match things they found on the earth in the oceans and they understand neither of them but what that immediately came up for me was that this is visual evidence of the energetic efforts of grid workers the energetic efforts of grid workers on earth and also the efforts of energetic grid workers on the sun because there are solar beings I don't know a whole lot about them yet, but I know they're there. 
and there's a whole world happening inside that star and just like we're doing grid work here to assist Gaia during this transition there are beings on the sun doing the same thing and I'm sure there are beings on Venus and Mars and Jupiter and all of these places that we think are quote-unquote uninhabited because reality, existence, consciousness can express itself in infinite number of ways. So it is entirely possible that there is life on these other planets in our solar system that we just don't understand or can't perceive. It reminds me a lot of the stories of explorers, in particular um, Columbus, but different explorers where they were able to invade certain areas and take uh, the indigenous people who live there by surprise because they had never seen a ship. So when those ships were coming on the ocean, it was like their, their mind just didn't even see it because they couldn't conceive of that thing. I think this is partly what happens with um, UFOs and a lot of those sorts of phenomenon that we don't completely understand is that at first nobody can see it, you know, and then a few people are like, hmm, what's that thing out there in the ocean? And the others are like, I don't see a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing out in the ocean. We're not out there on boats, you know, our little rafts. Uh, or our catamarans. So uh, you're crazy. There's nothing out there. That analogy, I think, applies to a lot of what we don't understand about our planet, the solar system. Um, I pay close attention to science articles, and on the daily, they're finding out things that are wrong. Um, be sure to check out the Meow Podcast episode, which will drop on Saturday the, what is today? Today's the 15th, I think. Yeah. So Saturday the 16th, that episode will be up on YouTube because Serafina dropped a bomb on me about the twin moon. And you're saying, what do you mean a twin moon? There's another moon. And I will be doing a lot more research on that. <clears throat> we will probably talk about it either in a swap cast or maybe again on the Owl podcast. But, uh, gosh, I would love to find an astronomer who's willing to talk to astrology people, but I don't know if that exists. I will put that out in the universe. Anyone out there who's an astronomer and also believes in woo stuff, hit me up. I would love to have you on here. But I am talking about, and I'm not entirely sure that I'm pronouncing this right yet. So I apologize to anyone who I might offend. I tried to look at pronunciations and it's like, it's weird how little this thing that is such a big deal that we found um, is talked about online. But at any rate, uh, she is called Kamaoliwa or Liwa or Lewa. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure as I said, how it's pronounced, but K-A-M-O apostrophe O-L-E-W-A. And the, it's a very small uh, celestial body and has a very unusual orbit. 
But at any rate, we talked about that. And so that is another one of those examples about how there is still so much for us to attempt to discover and understand about all of this with our limited human and intuitive perceptions. You know, we are all becoming much clearer channels, signals, um, and as we do that, information becomes more and more readily available, and it's interesting how these things and frequencies all seem to work with each other. So just in the last 24 hours, we had a very intense geomagnetic storm. And then we had a large CME from the far side of the sun. And then uh, this morning we had an M-class flare. Who knows what has happened since the last time I looked. So when this activity happens, it seems that what is evident in the Schumann resonance, when I see a pulsing pattern, a very large, so it looks like a long line going down the entirety of the Schumann monitor graph. And they will be in rapid succession. And when this is happening, this means that we are shifting and merging timelines. And it is happening very quickly. Um, shout out to Mama Gaia for the amazing job she has been doing keeping the Schumann resonance nice and calm uh, while human consciousness definitely had the potential to make it very um, elevated and spiking. The Schumann resonance only seems to become extremely active in that we have an extended period of a much higher frequency, a much higher Schumann resonance, um, a much higher hertz. So 30 to 100 hertz versus uh, 8 to 15, which is the norm. And usually when that happens for an extended period of time, it is happening when the sun is quiet. And this is why I say they are working together, as are probably all of the other planets in our solar system, which I am not talking to all of them just yet. <laughs> I've, I've only just started channeling the moon, Luna, which was a really wonderful experience. And I'm looking forward to doing that again. However, after a recent conversation with one of my patrons, who is also a very talented astrologer, uh, we were talking about how when the moon is full, that's actually when she's like kind of cranky and just wants to be left alone. So what I'm going to start doing is doing the lunar channels on the new moon instead of the full moon. So that I can talk to Gaia when she's, or not Gaia, but Luna when she's feeling chill and uh, excited to get to work and bring in the new and all of that. Um, so let's see, where do I go now? All right. So all of these forces, all of these things, this is all blowing out the cobwebs in your energetic channel, the way source energy flows through your system. If you've had a session with me where you've done a consciousness anchoring, part of what we do in that session is that I help you establish a permanent infinity loop of energy that flows into you from source, uh, out to Gaia as unconditional love,
from you to Gaia. And then she sends that love back to you. And then through you, that creates this infinity loop where the energy is coming in, going through you to Gaia, back through you, and then back to source. In this way, we establish a permanent flow of energy through your system. Your channel is supposed to be like a river, not like a cup that gets empty or full. Our physical bodies at this time, yes, those are still like a cup that gets empty and full. And we have to treat our physical body as something that requires daily maintenance, daily nurturing, daily love and attention. Uh, crystalline activation doesn't mean that you're going to now be super powered and you don't have to eat or sleep or drink anything and you can just levitate and set things on fire with your eyes and use your, uh, you know, finger lasers to um, bring things to you. It actually means that you need to take even better care of your physical body. Uh, it does become more resilient and much of what you may have had before the crystalline activation of your crystalline DNA begins, much of that will begin to heal, improve, repair. Um, keep in mind, the more physical damage, the more trauma you've experienced, the longer you've been alive, the more there is to fix. I there there is rampant ableism in the spiritual community where we have this idea that everybody has to be the perfect picture of physical health or they're somehow not spiritual enough or they're not doing it well enough or they're not doing it right or they must have, have you know somehow be doing things wrong if they're not some perfect physical specimen um, sometimes I feel like I am here solely as uh, a beacon to announce to the world that that's bullshit. Um, however, uh, what I can tell you is that the physical healing that I've experienced over the last year and a half, because the first phase of this started for me a year and a half ago, the physical changes that I've had in my body and the uh, increased vitality and resilience and old stuff that has been healing my skin literally looking younger and firmer and different um, what is funny about these six month cycles of crystalline DNA activation that we have is every new layer of this you have like a period of a couple weeks up to two months before during and after this you know, this next round of activation where you sort of uh, feel like you're regressing, you can feel like your body's falling apart, like why am I having all of these feelings, why am I getting allergies, why am I getting sick, why am I breaking out, why am I retaining water, why is my face a weird shape, why does my skin look strange, and then as soon as this process is done, then you are kind of like through that metamorphosis, that chrysalis phase, and you rapidly begin to notice, oh, that thing that used to hurt doesn't hurt anymore. And wait a minute, I think some crow's feet are gone. Or, um, hey, I used, I had this mole on my arm and now it just like 
scabbed up and fell off of me. Those are the sorts of things you start to notice and experience during this crystalline activation. I don't have a full grasp on what I think this means for people who are just going through this the first time. But what I have noticed with those of us who've already been through a couple rounds of this, and for me, this is my third round. I think it's Serafina's third round with it, maybe. I'm not positive. Um, she is such an amazing being herself. Uh, I certainly don't attempt to define her for her, but I know that we've gone through these cycles together. And this last round we both had our own individual experiences of our bodies purging things and going through weird strange uh illness and um now that we're at this end stage of it <clears throat> our physical bodies are literally sloughing off things my skin is peeling my lips are peeling <laughs> my there's skin coming off my feet um so as your body uh is going through this dna activation it can sometimes feel like everything's going wrong instead of better now if you are going through this experience it may be more mental and emotional than physical it just kind of depends on what you at the particular stage you're at need the most to release change work on remove from your system to eliminate blockages for that perfectly flowing channel of energy so i think uh you know part of why seraphina and i experienced this physically so much and of course she will speak for herself and we'll talk about this more i'm sure and um as i mentioned swap paths and the out episodes but we've experienced it very physically because we have worked through a lot of the emotional trauma and all of that stuff and our physical experiences of it this time was a very interesting um co-processing with our family line like everyone alive having very similar you know in your family unit the people you're directly related to I'm not talking about family uh friends that are family but your bloodline the people you are physically related to all having somewhat similar manifestations of the same sorts of physical difficulties um which are actually healing some sort of a family ancestral trauma so that has been our version of it but what I can tell you is that this has been the most intense it has ever been for me and so one of the things I was talking with myself and then also mentioned to Serafina offhand this morning in our never-ending chat uh, in DMs was that I wonder, you know, I am wondering if this period feels more intense for us because we're kind of getting down to the last layers of dead tissue that needs to be removed or 
if it is because it's just more intense for everybody. And holy shnikes, if some of you are going through this the very first time and you are uh, having it as intensely as she and I have, um, let me tell you, you're a badass. And uh, like I said, it may have been tower moments. It may have been emotional upheaval. It may have been trauma coming up for clearing. But there has been so much shedding um, that what happens during these periods of leveling up, this crystalline DNA activation, is that like my skin is peeling off, right? It's like when you go get a pedicure and they get a little overzealous when they're sloughing off your dead skin, right? And they make your feet maybe one layer of skin shy of, you know, where they could have stopped. And so your feet are kind of tender and almost painful for a little bit. Well, that happens to every layer of your being right now. It's like this friction from the solar energy and from earth is like a fine polish that is polishing every layer of you, your crystalline form that you are taking, your physical 3D body your energy body, your heart, mind, and soul. I mean, it gets everything. Imagine you're at the beach. Sand gets everywhere, right? So this is why it feels completely disruptive and topsy-turvy sometimes, especially if you have not experienced it yet. So this is why I'm talking about it right now, because those of you who have just gone through the first round of this crystalline DNA activation and gone through this first round of multidimensional expansion, I've seen a lot of you beginning to have more 60, 70, and even 8D experiences. Um, you can travel to the other dimensions as much as you want, by the way, after you have a consciousness anchoring, but generally uh, anything above 8D you are doing it astrally, you're not doing it when you're awake. But people are having conscious, awake, eyes open, in the broad daylight, experiences of 60, 70, and 80 energy. Wow, I'm so excited right now because I think this is coming out really well. So I just want to remind you that what this means is that you're going to feel raw. You may feel very raw. This can make you feel more tired. It can make you feel more weepy. It can make you feel like suddenly the universe, your intuition, your, you know, if you're a medium, if you're empathic, um, however you, your senses perceive the world and the human collective and the crystalline grid is going to feel like someone turned up the volume to 11, um, some of the younger people might not know that reference, but there is a movie in the 70s, I think, might have been the 80s, called Spinal Tap, where they were making, it was a mockumentary about a fake rock band. And on amps, the knob generally goes up to 10. And so they used to, you know, in that movie, they would say, turn it up to 11. And so that's what turning it up to 11 is a reference to for anyone who needed that information. Uh, so the volume 
on the human collective and on the grid, especially because an exponential number of brand new people just woke up in the middle of this phase. There is so much more traffic on the human grid. There's so much more traffic of people who are awake and conscious and suddenly going, oh my gosh, I'm aware of all this stuff that I don't understand what is happening to me. I have always thought all this was bullshit. And that is going on while you, as an already awake, conscious, energetically expanded person who has just gone through another layer of very intense growth and expansion, you are all raw all over <laughs> trying to deal with all this new noise, this new level of noise on our little planet and in our human collective. So there's a few things that you can do and adopt as part of your practices that will really help you right now as you go through this phase of newness, rawness, and recalibration. One of those things is in your meditations, seeing source energy coming in through the top of your head and filling your physical body, all your layers, and washing away anything that doesn't belong there. Keeping that perpetual flow of energy through your system and understanding that there's a river of energy flowing through you at all times. Being able to do that and breathing out anything that you do not need right now. That will help you to feel a little more stable in this new energy. And while you're in that meditation or listening to whale song, highly recommend if you're not doing it already, I know I say it ad nauseum, but that is because more and more people are coming back to me and saying, this is amazing. I can't believe how much this helps me. Uh, more people who have worked with me are going off in their own intuitive practices and being called to use the sonic healing of cetaceans to help their clients. So I highly recommend that. But what I want you to do if you're feeling this overwhelm, if you're feeling like, why the fork is the world so son of a beach and loud suddenly, is to close your eyes and find what to you looks like the control panel in your mind that operates your avatar, your energy body, your intuition. It's, it's the control room where you control everything. And then find the volume and turn it down a little. If you are intensely emotional and can't stop crying, turn down the sensitivity a little. Turn down the tears. If the world seems, you know, the human collective seems so incredibly loud, uh, turn that knob down a little. So what you're doing is you're just recalibrating your instrumentation panel so that your downloads and send guidance from source comes in in a little more even flow. Um, and I'll get to the rapid downloads and quickening in a moment. Uh, but that control panel will allow you to recalibrate yourself. And it's amazing how effective that visualization is. 
Um, for me at this point, it feels like a very real thing in a real place inside me. But for some of you, it may feel more like imagination. Uh, and you can do this in a non-woo way as well. If you struggle with anxiety or depression or um, any of those sorts of challenges, anger, you can go in that control panel in a moment of mindful breathing and turn down your anxiety, turn down your fear response, um, turn up your joy, turn up your bliss. You know, this, this is a, an excellent way to gain mastery over our physical, uh, self. Let's see, is there anything else that helps with the rawness and newness besides just retreating a little, you know, you may find that you need, uh, more rest, more quiet, be mindful of what you're watching, reading, listening to, what you're paying attention to. As you become more and more crystalline in versus carbon-based, the power of instant, and we still quite haven't agreed on words, because some people say manifestation, I say co-creation, um, Serafina says conjuring, but it all amounts to things appearing in your material reality as if by magic, because it is, it is magic. That is the magic. The magic is that the more crystalline you become, your, your wishes, your fleeting thoughts, the things that you think would be cool to have, and also the things that you're fearful of, the things that you don't want. Whatever you're focusing on is going to appear. You're going to start having um, more and more, like you already think you're having a lot of synchronicities now, and you already think that you're having a lot of um, more instant or easier manifestation, which you are. But what I'm telling you is that is going to magnify by maybe tenfold with this new round of activation that you've just experienced. And before you know it, you're going to start realizing why it is so important to have good hygiene about what you consume externally. And I know a lot of people focus on um, food and those sorts of things. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you you have to go be a vegan or, you know, stop smoking weed or whatever the hell. Um, I don't approach it from that angle because Part of what I don't think people understand who haven't gone through the phases yet is that once you have a few rounds of this crystalline activation, you get to define your, your relationship with everything on earth, everything. So you can tell food, drink, whatever, uh, how it's going to affect you. You give it love. You put that love into your body. And generally everything turns out just fine, no matter what sort of um, eating regimen or anything you do. And this is why I don't ask my clients to fast or do anything else like that before we have any journeying together, because it's simply not necessary. So that being said, what is the most necessary, in my opinion, is your 
hygiene about what you're consuming, what you're focusing on, what you're paying attention to. And that is because as this ability to manifest, co-create, conjure amplifies tenfold, um, you don't want to bring in things that we don't want. It's really that simple. And it's not a, it's not to say that you have to monitor every thought all the time. It has to be a combination of, uh, feeling emotion, um, you know, desire, joy, fear, something that is an intense feeling combined with expressing a wish and then focus on it. So if you are fearful of something that's going on in the world, let's say, and you listen to and read all of the stuff about it, you're, you, you feel the need to just, you know, hyper focus on this bad thing that's happening. Um, all you're doing is creating more of it. You would be much more productive to be aware of the situation and then envision what you can see as the best possible outcome from all of it. The highest good for the human collective and for the planet in the situation and then move on with your day and continue to look inward, focus on your internal uh, landscape and what's going on within you because what's happening within you is going to have an either even greater effect now on what is projected out into the world. The good news is that it makes it really easy to bring great things into the world as well, having this knowledge. And don't worry if it goes awry here and there, because guess how I learned this? I learned this by accidentally flooding my own house with my thoughts. I can't think of any other exact examples right now, but I had some really in your face examples that I'm pretty sure I shared earlier on in this podcast about how I came to understand that as I was multidimensionally expanding, as I was becoming more crystalline, my thoughts, desires, words, actions, all seemed to create my reality in such an instantaneous way that I could no longer ignore it. So, and the flood all turned out fine and, you know, everything winds up becoming uh, the best outcome in the long run because when things do happen that might be seen as unpleasant, I surrender to it. And the more I've learned to do that and just go, well, I accept this thing is happening and now we're going to make the best of it, the better stuff turns out. And also the less dramatic and traumatic those tower moments or lessons are. They become easier and easier and easier so that you have peace. Um, frankly, the series of events I had over the last couple months, like even a year ago, could have effed me up for months and could have put me in such a state, like really could have put me back to sleep almost in an unconscious state of just focusing on all these fires and trying to put them out of my life. And instead I was like, Hmm, that's not really a, a you know, four alarm fire. It's, it's annoying and it's, it's inconvenient, 
but it's going to be fine and uh, it'll all work out somehow. And so when I do that, things have less power. So in this way, you're going to find that whatever stage, whether this is your first, second, or third, or fourth, maybe you're ahead of, you know, me and Serafina, but however many rounds of this crystalline activation you have been through, you're going to find each one brings a heightened awareness and heightened ability to instantaneously create your reality. So as we learn how to use these superpowers, it is very important to be mindful of what you focus on and what you pay attention to. Here's a fun example, right? My oldest son, he is uh, driving around my mother's old rust bucket that's 30 years old that she could no longer drive. And uh, it just kind of worked out that as soon as she was ready to get rid of it, my oldest needed a car um, and we didn't exactly have car money sitting in the bank plus new driver, all that. So he's been driving that. It took a crap last week and was making a really awful sound. And he was panicked and he said, um, you know, well, my buddy came and listened to it. And he said, I think she's, excuse me. I don't know why I'm saying excuse me on my own podcast. But so he said, and so his friend told him, buddy, I think she's fucked. <laughs> it was like a real car expert and everything. And I, I told my son, I said, well, you know, um, I tend to have a way of looking at the best possible outcome, even if I seem like I'm overly optimistic sometimes, and it usually happens. So I told him that um, there's a very good chance that it's going to be something that's not that hard to fix, and it's not uh, ready to go to the junk heap, and it'll drive for a while longer. So he went to the service station Monday and had the car checked out and everything and found out what the problem was. And it was something that was, uh, within his realm of expertise to be able to repair himself and change the part out, which he did and it fixed it. And, um, he was so excited and it was really cool because he is not woo at all. And I think honestly, sometimes is embarrassed by what I do and does not feel like talking about it or acknowledging it at all. Um, because he probably thinks I'm, I don't know, out there saying bullshit, but, uh, or he just, you know, is up his own butt because he's 19 and that's fine too. But, uh, he admitted that, you know, mom, you do seem to have something with that optimism because I've watched you do this over and over and things happen and they seem awful. And you're like, yeah, I know, but here's how it could work out. So that's the trick. It's the imagination factor. It's the will. It's the desire. It's me going, I see that problem in front of us, but here's how it could easily turn out to be the best case scenario. And then it does. So when you're having these things come up for you and you're feeling uh, overwhelmed or frustrated or panicked or losing your peace about it, try as best you can as you're going limp and accepting that it's happening to allow your mind to drift, just daydream what is the best case scenario in that situation. And then 
release it and don't have an attachment attachment to the outcome. Just keep taking your actions to respond to whatever is happening in your world one step at a time and don't get too far ahead of yourself. And you're going to be surprised how well things turn out. Um, so this rawness, this newness, it does pass. It does get better. And I know I'm not the only one talking about this. I'm not the only one putting content out there about it. And hopefully those of us who've already done a few rounds of this and have this experience and are sharing it with you are making it easier for you because that is the idea. A lot of people have this idea that because somebody else had a dark night of the soul and they had all these tower moments and their life was a shit show for a long time and they had a near death experience and they had all these extreme things happen that if you don't go through some sort of very difficult uh, challenge yourself, then you're not really getting to the growth. And that is, could be farther from the truth. We have not all been doing this the hard way so that you, those who are new to this experience, <laughs> can continue to do it the freaking hard way, okay? You don't have to spend months, weeks, years, whatever, uh, going through this process. You can release things and you can do it with joy and ease and inner peace. You can do it with confidence that very quickly you're going to get your sea legs, your feet under you, feel recalibrated and hopefully all of these tips and tricks and information that so many of us who have been through these phases already are sharing with you will help you to do it more gently and gracefully than we experienced it. <laughs> because <laughs> if you go back to, oh gosh, episodes, I think it would be like November, December of 2020 when I went through the first round of this and part of what happened at that time is I just, I, I had, it was like everything in my life possible was on fire. And I declared to the universe without the benefit of Seraphina's helpful guidance of with ease and in a way that brings me joy. Uh, I didn't add that when I declared to the universe, whatever has to be done, to fix what is wrong in my life right now just do it rip off the band-aid get it over with because i can't take this present situation and configuration anymore and um universe delivered for sure and uh it was very violent and then I was also doing the expansion at the same time, the crystalline DNA activation, and holy shit was I a raw, sobbing puddle of totally uncontrolled flow of energy, emotions, processing, releasing things. Um, it was bananas, and I don't think it has to happen that way. And that's why, um, you know, I worked with guides and with my highest self, with myself, because, you know, Serafina and I talked about that too on this episode of Meow that's going to come out tomorrow about how 
Some of this is just you. It is you and it's okay that it's you. Take ownership of you and what you are bringing in to this human collective and into the world and into your life because it's not always from outside yourself. So that is why I worked with them to help me understand how to utilize who I am better in this incarnation this expression of consciousness this embodiment of that goddess energy and how i can use that to help others have a more stable expansion this is the goal stable expansion not complete another utter fucking chaos that uh will also get you there but as a as a human collective for eons we have been addicted to fear adrenaline chaos um basically just doing things the hard way and <laughs> as others before me have mentioned uh to name drop jessa reed and her podcast soberish and aod part of what she talked about last summer in fact was that you know some of you are addicted to healing and you need to take a fucking break just be for a while. Just go be. Just go live your life. Do fun things. Enjoy being human. Uh, you don't have to work so hard at this. It really isn't necessary to suffer. Suffer, suffer, suffer. I see so many people deeply suffering. And then there are other intuitives and practitioners out there who continue to validate that that is necessary and the only way that you can grow and that's not true it's not the only way that you can grow and it can be done with more stability more gentleness more joy more ease more knowledge and understanding more tools to use to go through this process so after i went through my completely insane power months and then total breakdown afterwards which i think i took six or eight weeks off the podcast and everything else pretty much <laughs> um that is when the recalibration and all of the good stuff started coming and so what a lot of us have done with our experiences is tried to communicate that at these stages of crystalline activation and expansion to help the rest of you have a more stable experience, have more joy, more ease. And, you know, none of us are saying you're not going to feel feelings. You're not going to have shit to deal with uh, life changes that will come up because every time we go through this stage, there are things that we find that are not in alignment with the direction we're meant to be going in. And then at the same time that's happening though, be aware that the things that are in alignment are already with you and become more cemented and part of your world, uh, or they are being attracted to you and, and coming to that frequency that you are now resonating at. I feel like that was a lot. I'm grateful that I was able to do that today. Um, real briefly, 
let's see, I finished two rounds of antibiotics, one round of uh, Diflucan, um, and I am at the final stages and also have been killing biofilm around the bacteria in my body. Um, it turns out I actually had a systemic food poisoning infection for like six months that just moved around different places in my body, basically. Um, so we have sent it back to where it's supposed to be. Uh, and hopefully I'm getting a place of homeostasis, but it's really interesting that I am finishing that phase as we are completing this round of crystalline activation, which usually these, uh, finish up near or on eclipses. So my guess would be that this process will be finished uh, by April 30th-ish when we have the solar eclipse. Um, I highly suggest, it's great to view these things and I know they're exciting, but from a physical and energetic perspective, it's actually better for you to sleep and lay down and sleep, especially a solar eclipse because as earth inhabitants, as humans, as creatures on this planet, it is our biologically driven instinct, just like animals in nature, to go lay down and take a nappy nap. When there's a full solar eclipse, uh, the birds and the um, fauna, they get really quiet. You don't hear them making noise. You don't hear them gathering outside to ooh and ah at the sun. <laughs> so remember that you're still a human animal <laughs> and living on this planet as one. So it will be very helpful for you to uh, rest during that eclipse because it allows this process to complete. And then you will be surprised the next day of the changes that you see in yourself. I 100% believe that to be true. So if anyone has any questions about any of this, you know, there's private sessions available, of course, but I'm also happy to just answer questions anywhere on the posts where this is. You can comment on there and ask me questions. You can email me questions. You can do all of those things. I don't even know if I'm going to put ads on here this time, but I'm about to be overtime, so I have to end it. New year, new ad. Welcome to 2022. I want to tell you a little bit about my services. I do a variety of oracle readings, animal communication, expansion coaching, consciousness anchoring, and grief mediumship support. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I'll just move right on to the Patreon, which is a darn good deal because here's the deal with that. There's a five, 10 and $20 tier. All tiers receive 50% off all of my services all the time, unlimited discount. As well, the $10 tier gets full access to all content, including all previously recorded content from the last three months. And you would think with only three months, I wouldn't have that much, but boy, there's plenty up there. It would take you a while to get through it, to be honest. So there's plenty to watch and listen to and absorb and learn from. 
as well on the $20 tier, my VIPs get a free service every month. So that is like a 75% discount on some of my services. If you would like to have me as a guest on your podcast, or you would like to be a guest on mine, go to my booking link through my link tree and book a podcast interview. If you have a good or service or healing art or intuitive practice that you would like to trade with me for one of my services, let's start the new economy with bartering, shall we? So go book a trade, go book a podcast interview, go book a service and go join the Patreon at Grooving Goddess on Patreon. You will have to go do it in a browser because you can't find it uh, in the app due to the fact that I have it marked 18 plus. So if you would like to join the Patreon, go do that there. And boy, we just can't wait to have you there. The Patreon has grown so fast in the last few months and I know we're just going to keep growing. So come join the Xanadu party and learn more about yourself, space weather, grid work, consciousness expansion, time manipulation and perception, and much, much more. Man, this app is so bossy sometimes telling me that I'm long-winded and it's not going to save it if I don't stop in the middle like a jackass. So... Next episode will be the wonderful uh, interview with Sarah Fournay. And then the one after that should be all about the Awakening and Taka Symposium. As I was saying, uh, the health situation, I mean, if it isn't a testament to how much stronger I am with this crystalline DNA activated and also with more holistic practices on board, I don't know what is because realistically that systemic infection untreated could have most definitely put me in the hospital and or killed me. Um, my holistic things that I do to support my health were enough to keep me from getting a kidney infection or, um, oh, I can't remember what, but basically it's like heart inflammation. There's a lot that could have gone wrong in my body. <laughs> And it, and it didn't. And during that time period, I started a Patreon. I had a symposium, you know, uh, I was like paranormal care. Like I've done all these things, right? So I've been doing, doing, doing while my body was in a state of pretty serious, uh, ooh, impairment. Let's put it that way. So, um, be prepared for me to be obnoxiously prolific as I continue to heal. But for now, uh, I'm still probably going to need a lot of rest. I am rebuilding my blood right now because some of the one, one of the rounds of antibiotics made me very anemic. So that makes me tired, but, um, I am feeding off that solar energy today. Remember to breathe that into your solar plexus. When I tell you that the Schumann is high, Breathe it into that battery and store it for later. Don't run around like a chicken with your head cut off while it's high because then you just deplete yourself. Um, also, do the same thing with those big solar flares and solar activity. We did get down to a baseline of B flares for a while, which was kind of exciting uh, because we had been at a baseline of C class flares. And what I mean by that is there is a 
baseline background level that the sun is uh, resonating at, right? And so when, um, when it's normal, it tends to be in the A and B range, right? And then a C flare or an M flare feels like a big deal, but we had weeks in a row where the baseline was C, we rarely had any B class flares, and then we were having all of those M and X class flares. Uh, one of the theories that me and some of the other people who are monitoring this and really paying attention to it and comparing notes with each other, uh, one, one of the things we've noticed and we think is probably true is that um, this is part of the sun's leveling up. And because we are aware and conscious of it, we are becoming able to tolerate a higher level of activity. And it kind of makes sense that it would gently be amping itself up so that now our normal is C flare baseline um, so that we are not completely thrown on our ass when we start getting the really big flares closer to the middle of the solar cycle 25 that we're in. Anything else, you know, I really can't think of it. And I know I should, you know, say a bunch of stuff and outro things and do all that, but I'm just not feeling like doing anything that I should. <laughs> I encourage you to defy the rules as much as you feel comfortable right now. If there's something you don't want to do, don't do it. I am going to be revamping the Patreon and uh, probably changing up the pod a little bit too. As every six months when I go through these phases, then I also change focus and direction a little bit. And thank you for following me as I ebb and flow through that. And um, I will leave you with this fun little nugget, which is we are in the planning stages of figuring out when Awakening Mintaka 2023 will happen because it will be happening in Tobago, Trinidad, on the beach. Full-on reunion retreat for Mintakans in a tropical paradise. Very excited about that. So stay tuned for more details on that in the future. I love you all. You're doing amazing. You are doing so amazing. And oh my gosh, if you went through this the first time, this expansion, this crystalline activation, and it was as intense for you as it was for some of the veterans. Um, so much love and hugs to you. And you should be really proud of yourself for however you're handling it because uh, it is definitely increasing in intensity for certain. Yep, that's all of it. That's everything, and I love you much, and I will talk to you soon. Someone to save me
something I realized that I was in love with me I didn't need no one And I could do it all myself Around in circles, I knew what had to be won. 